0: On the path to success we find many adversities. What and to whom can be the stumbling block? Are we being spiritually punished for some things or is there something or someone trying to hinder us from receiving Almighty God's blessings? Thinking outside the plantations is based on the evidence-based perspective. Evidence shows who and what is oppressing people today. The plantations of depression, suicide, domestic violence, and addictions will not define us. We have the power to become free. This book will guide you through breaking the chains, thus enabling you to step off those mental and philosophical plantations that impede your social growth. This book is written by abuse survivors and designed for your individual and group studies. Books are available on Amazon.com, both the instructor's manual and the individual book. Amen. Good evening, everybody. Sister Patricia, if you could uh bless us with prayer.
1: Lord, sometimes we just don't know our blessings. You've been there, you've been there watching over us, you, your angels, and your saints. And Lord, we don't know how truly, truly blessed we are but the one and only true living God watching out over us every single moment of the day. And Lord, we thank you. Lord, we pray, we pray for the gift of the Holy Spirit as the song says, so we can see what you want us to see, hear what you want us to hear. And speak as you want us to speak, Lord. You told Jeremiah what to say. You put the words in his mouth, Lord. I ask today for your words to come out of my mouth, all of our mouths, were only your words, because your words are truth, they're light, Lord, the revelation of what you have for us and what you want us to be. Lord, we have to remember that no matter what we go through in this life, you are here with us. You will always be with us. You were with us before we came upon this earth, dear Lord. You will be with us after we leave. The Lord should be waiting for us, waiting for us. When it's time for us to come home long as we adhere to your holy word and your teaching. And open up our hearts to receive, receive all, all your blessings but also receive all your teaching and understanding. And dear Lord, receive your word, what you want us to be. Receive your spirit and your love. Lord, we love you. We praise you. We give you all the honor and glory. And Lord, I just pray for this world. I pray for community. I pray for all. Because no matter what's going on, dear Lord, you can fix it. And you have fixed it and you are fixing it and our mortal minds we don't understand and we can't see and we can't understand how but you always have and you always will and your will lord your will alone shall always be done and lord you have to remember we will never walk alone long as we walk with you your words and your teachings I give you all the honor to praise and the glory forevermore, hallelujah!
0: Blessed and praise your name, amen. Amen, amen. Thank you so much, Sister Pat. Thank you so much. Uh, one thing I want to start back doing in our Bible studies is reading, um, the daily bread, which gives so many people comfort and today is september the 28th and it's wednesday um you can actually look on their website uh i believe it's uh rdailybread.org yes it's rdailybread all one word lowercase .org you can go there and um and also read along with today's uh, message amen uh
1: what,
0: yes yes definitely definitely uh-huh if you guys don't have a copy of the daily bread i'm going to make it a point to get out to brother desmond and uh, oh i'm sorry what was that no those are the ones i dropped off today are the ones for october november and december um this one is the one yeah i i believe i dropped them off uh the the this one in the large print is july august and september copy and uh brother desmond i'm gonna get a chance to get out there uh definitely next week to drop you off uh, uh, a couple of bulletins and also some daily bread. Amen. Well, I don't have no- that that okay. is okay. Well,
1: don't a- and
0: and you know, while you guys
1: mm-hmm. If you give me a I'll look it up on my
0: okay. Yes, yes, definitely. Rdailybread.org. And while you guys are getting the current uh daily bread, it is out of the heart. Amen. Okay, while you all are looking that up, I do wanna recap. Uh, from last week, we did go over uh, Genesis chapter 4 and Exodus chapter 10. We gained a lot of information as we see that how we can apply um, what was going on since the beginning of time, especially as we look in the book of Exodus. Um, there's gospel songs um, that speak about this, about being delivered. From our exoduses and also uh, what I I just want to explain and share with people is sometimes we pray to be delivered out of our exoduses but we become impatient and as we learned in our last week's lesson the Israelites were in bondage over 400 years. So, and this is still around the same time that uh, uh, longevity in life was still a blessing upon mankind. So, in this sense, when we look at that, we see that the Lord answered their prayers, not instantly in our timing, but in his timing, okay, so with that being said, um we also uh, went over in uh, Genesis chapter 4, where we did um, uh, see the situation between Cain And able, and how it's imperative for people for us to give our first fruits to the Lord. Also, what I love about this is God is our counselor. You know, He's the original in everything, you know. And when Cain was going through, those moments of anger and jealousy and bitterness, the Lord still went to him and counseled him. And I think this is important because sometimes we can see a person being argumentative or we see a person being short or we see a person looking downcast. And sometimes we feel like, oh, I don't want to be bothered with them. Let me me go to the other side of the street. But if God wasn't like that, why should we be like that? Remember, Jesus went up to the demon-possessed people. And he still exercised demons out of them. If we say that we are Christian and we say that we are to be Christ-like and we say that we want to follow God, we want to follow Christ, then we should exemplify that by our actions if we hear anything negative anything that goes against god we are obligated to go to that individual to those people to counsel them amen 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 praise god as i will begin uh reading um well let me ask Has anybody uh found uh today's reading for the daily bread and if they would want to read it
1: i found it
0: okay amen amen okay september 28th that's
1: today's
0: the 28th right yes ma'am
1: out of the heart, Isaiah 5-6, 1. Out of the heart comes evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immortality. Death, false custom slander, Matthew 15-19. A rescue mission, nicknamed Operation Noah's Ark, might sound fun mm. for the animal lovers yeah. but it was a nightmare for the novice society for the prevention of cruelty to animals i've received complaints about the noise and the horrid screech coming from the certain house workers entered the long island home and found and later removed more than 400 animals from their neglected condition. we may not be holding hundreds of animals in filthy conditions but Jesus said we might be harboring evil and sinful thoughts and actions in our hearts that need to be exposed and removed. Mm. In teaching his disciples about what makes a person clean and unclean, Jesus said it is dirty hands or whatever instance of mouth that defiles a person. But an evil heart, in Matthew 15, 17 through 19 verses, the tension from our hearts will eventually leak out from our lives. Then Jesus gave examples of evil thoughts and actions that come out of the heart, verse 19. No amount of eternal religious activities and rituals can make them clean. We need God to transform our hearts. We can practice Jesus inside our efforts, but giving him access to the squalor of our hearts and letting Him remove what's causing the stench. As Christ uncovers what's coming from our hearts, He'll help our words, actions, be aligned with His desire, and the aroma from our lives will please Him. Reflect and pray. Why is it important to take frequent inventory of your heart? Second question. How can you stop? Loving God, my heart is definitely wicked.
0: Only you can fully know it and remove the evil that's in it. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, our sister. And, you know, before I get into the question, I I just love reading uh, God's nourishment. And the Lord continuously is. Blessing people with the talent and gift to write and to share. And so we see here it brings about uh, Noah's Ark and also about prevention of cruelty to animals. So there was something that I saw, unfortunately, on my phone. Um, There was a dog on. in in Youngstown, Ohio, that was shot and the dog was underfed. So I'm praying that the dog, we're going to lift that dog up in prayer and and pray that uh, he makes it through. Amen. Let's ask the question, why is it important to take frequent inventory of your heart? Anybody? Why is it important to take mm
2: hmm?
1: Oh I was just asking for me to ask that question. Um even before reading the Daily Bread, I was just thinking about last week even with Chris that you know my heart was um know just full of sorrow, full of self treatment, full of pain. Um I just feel like reading prayer and about the time that God listen us. to him and pray more and read his scripture more because that's when Satan gets And uh, about taking inventory, it's about understanding that we are human and we do fall short of God's glory. But then also know that we have accountability. Kind of and I know for myself, take an inventory of some of the harsh words I've said to people, uh, including uh, some of the um, things I've done to people. You know, uh, that is not without, uh, you know, um, a wrath from God. You know, so if you don't take inventory and you don't be like David and say in Psalm 51, Right and what's going to happen is you're going to keep getting worse and worse. And when you take heed and know like, wait, I did this, i need to turn around and change and get better. Mm-hmm. And you start learning that quickness of your heart. Then your heart and your thoughts are not built. but if you're a fool of that dirt, and you're full of that filled with that evil wickedness and jealousy and, and, and pity and stuff that I had in my
2: heart.
1: Damn, what's gonna happen is gonna you. And by the time you take inventory, it's gonna to be too late. It's gonna to be too late. So while I am not, you know, um, uh, 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 anybody saying that, you know, uh, I, you know, um, and, and but I know. na right
0: in you and move forward to amen amen thank you so much for that testimony and for that confession and for that you know um just really heartfelt uh apology god is good and yeah. uh, and i i accept it and and god is love god is truth amen uh, before I say anything, uh, anybody else want to, uh, answer that question?
1: I disagree with what, uh, Nicole said, uh, we do sometimes have to sit down and take a look in that mirror and take an inventory on our own self because, you know, you get in a habit of doing things. You don't realize sometimes what you're doing is that. And you really need to check yourself. hmm all do because, you know, in this human form, uh, we're not perfect. And we really need to, you know, check ourselves and see and then when you do, how do you, you know, we present ourselves to others I mean, you know, you may be coming across people with uh attitude or something that you didn't realize before. And, you know, you're not emphasizing the fear that the Lord wants people to see. You know, sometimes you just you know, you're in your own little world and, you know, and you're just throwing out some bad vibes around and you don't realize it.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Then sometimes I think sometimes we do, but we don't want to admit it.
0: Right. Right. That's a good point. That's a good
1: point. Sometimes you just don't want to admit it. And I'm learning to say, you know, Patty, you know you were wrong. It may not be something that some people, they may say, and I think it is, but once you know the Lord, you know, even if it's a little bit, you know you were wrong, you know it.
2: Mm hmm.
1: Mm hmm. You know, other people may say, well, that doesn't seem like a big deal, but I said, I do know the God that I love and serve, he's not supposed to do or say some things, and you know that that can really hurt someone. Mm hmm. Even if it's a little thing, it still hurts somebody. It does.
2: Or it wasn't, you know, it just what not nice
0: to say or do. You knew it. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Amen. 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 Brother Desmond? Yes. Yes. Did you want to um, share? Do I want to what? Did you want to um, answer that question? Uh, why is it important to take frequent inventory of your heart?
2: Basically, the heart is where everything in our eyes, it's frequent because that's where your blood comes from. Mm-hmm. And that's the blood that, you know, is basically for Christ. Amen. Praise God.
0: Correct. Yeah. Praise God. Praise God. Uh Praise God. Praise God. Brother Desmond, praise God, you know, and Uh it's no right or wrong answer because we're sharing what we are led individually, you know, and um, what came to mind was the scripture about guarding your heart. So I looked it up and it's in Proverbs chapter four, verses 20 through 23. And I'll be reading out of the New International Version Bible. It reads, my son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them. And health to one's whole body. Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. So, brother Desmond, you were pop po- point on. Okay, um, and, and and everything we do flows from the heart. A, a lot of times, we say things. In anger because our heart is hurting. You know, um, it was this quote, and I can't remember the well. Let me look it up. Who uh did this quote? Uh hurt people. See, hurt people, hurt people. Mm -hmm. And I disagreed with this quote. I said, no, that that doesn't, that that doesn't people are looking for an excuse. No you know, I was hurt. I didn't hurt people that I don't agree with that. However, I'm now understanding what the individual, um, meant by this. And let's see, it's a gentleman I'm trying to think where is it at? Um, this is chip dot, but I don't think it was But I will find it and post it on this, uh, on our podcast. You know, we say things out of hurt and pain. Because when people would say and do things to hurt me, I would make it a point to cut back even deeper. You know, and... I excuse myself because I would say, well, you know what? I said this in reaction to what they said. So if they didn't hurt me, I wouldn't hurt them back. And so in in walking with God and studying in the word, I'm able to see, okay, wait a minute. These people are in a spiritual bondage remember what our lord and savior jesus christ said forgive them father for they do not know what they do so and it's a journey it's a journey but the reason why we have to examine our hearts daily is i hate to equate it with it could be a recyclable bin Whereas if you're holding all of this hurt and this pain in your heart, you can't heal from it because it's being recycled. When it should be deposited and shared to help others heal. But you have to let it go. You can't recycle anger. You can't recycle hurt and pain. You don't want it. you want to flush it out. So we have to constantly examine our hearts. And I know I'm finding myself doing that more often this year than any time uh since 2017 when I I answered my call to preach. You know, this year is the re examination of ourselves. And I shared this today on social media, the Holy spirit blessed me, uh, by the way of God almighty, um, you know, uh, 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 a prophetic word. So I was very grateful and gracious. And so this year in revelations, especially going forward to, uh, next year, 2023, um, we have to remember God is with us and we need to get a lot of things together now because it's going to be harder for us to uh, break these chains and to evolve off of this spiritual captivity in 2023. So with that being said, um, I, I share even with myself, you know, the forgiveness journey was and is very difficult for me because uh, along with, you know, different things I've been through, I live with depression and post-traumatic stress disorder. So I have triggers, certain things people say or something like that will bring me back. So the beauty of walking with God living in the spirit and setting in the word i learned how to channel that you know and the process of channeling productivity and healing from past trauma is in fact re-examination of myself and of my heart you understand And I did not read the daily bread until now. And this is just confirmation from the Lord. Because when we reexamine our heart, we tend to see the other person's view. And we tend to be more empathetic. Going to the example when Jesus exercised the demons from those individuals. Those were individuals that were possessed by, I don't know what, um, you know, open that door, but yet he saw the people behind it. You understand? And so that's what we have to do in life. We have to, even though people will try to oppress us, people will try to hurt us, say things that's very hurtful. We have to just exhale the toxicity, inhale the Holy Spirit, and examine our hearts by saying, you know what, if I was in the same position, what would I want somebody to do for me? Right now in the world today, there is too much good to be shared. There's too much love to be shared for us to dwell in toxicity. Amen. And the second question, how can you seek God's help in cleansing your present spiritual condition? Well, the one thing that I say in seeking God's help is being ready to accept his help we can't seek god's help and want him to help us in the fashion that we want him to help us in for existence you know hey look i pray for marriage you know so i'm like okay god send me a husband right now you know it doesn't work like that you understand Uh, Some people are going through financial hardship. Lord, you know what? I need a financial blessing. If I could just win the lotto or if if somebody would just cash at me $50,000, you know, it doesn't work like that, you know, so for me, if we're seeking God's help, we have to be ready to accept his help in the fashion that he is going to aid us because god knows what we need in the timing that we need it okay uh any thoughts on that yeah i was just saying first everything you said i was just agreeing
1: with it because it is so so true because it, it's the hardest thing I think we have as humans is waiting, mm-hmm. waiting on the Lord because we want everything fast. You know, we have fast food restaurants, we have the internet, you know, we don't have the patience. And when you ask God, not just Desmond, uh, Sister Patricia, uh, yourself said it so well about that inventory of your heart and about how you know, the heart does pump blood throughout the body, and if your heart is that that's going to affect the rest of your body. The same thing about with, with with God. You know, if you're praying to Him, Lord, please help me with my finances. Lord, please help me with these issues that I'm having on my heart. But then, instead of leaving it where it's on His side, you're still thinking of back to your mind. Well please help me with my finance. But you know what? I think I want this job because this job pays a little bit better. But wait, I, I I think still I can get a little bit of help. And if I remember these numbers and, and I started from last night and if I play lot of and then, you know, if I go to this, I meet the man of my dreams. So you don't even have to worry about, you know, the thing about finding me a man or a husband because I got that taken care of, you know, I'm gonna pray. It's like no. It's all about what we need, Pastor. It's not what we think, we want, we need. If you know, and I'm starting to realize that now, you know, that I need my house right away. No, but did I need home from people when I was very depressed? Yes. There's a reason why I'm living under my mother's uh, 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 roof right now. You know, so he always, always gives us what we need. And we just got to learn to understand the difference between what we want and what God needs us to have and also to wait. Wait upon his, on his blessing because that's the biggest, biggest thing we can do. It just wait upon the Lord. And what will he do? He will renew our hearts. He will
2: renew our hearts if we do it.
0: Praise God. Amen. 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 Praise God. Praise God. We will be right back with Studying in the Word. I'm Minister Michelle Carter-Douglas. Amen. With only a few minutes until they could exit to Koenig State Parkway. The roads and traffic take a turn for the worse. Readers and friends, The angel of death was near. Sterile and John prayed silently to Almighty God. Are they spared? Everyone hopes for a perfect love story. Some people dream of taking an adventure. In a small town named Poughkeepsie, New York, a couple and six young adults will meet and change one another lives forever. Take this journey in the adventures of Gurgle Boy written by author Patrick M. Douglas. This book is available on Amazon.com. finishing point has a beginning. In our lives, every hardship we face brought about a new beginning, a new horizon, a new triumph. Beginning of a new is just one short story written by author Brian Douglas in his book, My Purpose Ordained by God, collection of adventure and short stories from an autistically gifted child. From the adventures of Jerry Young, who disguises himself to hide from the world, to Mama, Please Don't Go, another heartfelt short story about a young girl named Mindy who fears losing her mother. Take this inspirational journey through this book written by Brylon Douglas and available right now on Amazon.com. And welcome back to studying in the word. Praise God. Now we're going to take a look at Exodus chapter 11. And, um, if I can get help reading, uh, this, cause I don't want to do all the reading. Um, I want other people to get a chance. It's very, uh, it's a very short chapter. so. Um, uh, uh, yes. Did you want to
2: start reading the first five verses?
1: Oh, no, no, no. I'll start.
0: I'm sorry. What was that? I
1: didn't
0: hear. Oh, no. We're in Exodus chapter 11.
1: Yeah, I know you was asking somebody to read.
0: Yeah, the first five verses. The
1: plague on the firstborn. Now the Lord has said to Moses, I will bring one more plague on Pharaoh and on Egypt. After that, he will let you go from here. And when he does, he will drive you out completely. Tell the people that men and women alike are acts are to ask their neighbors for articles of silver and gold the lord made the egyptians favorably disposed toward the people and moses himself was highly regarded in egypt by pharaoh's officials and by the people so moses said this is what the lord says about midnight i will go throughout egypt every firstborn son in egypt will die from the firstborn son of pharaoh who sits on the throne to the firstborn son of the female slaves Who is at her handmill and all the firstborn of the cattle as well?
0: There will be loud wailing throughout Egypt, worse than there has ever been or ever will be again. But among the Israelites, not a dog will bark at any person or animal. Then you will know that the Lord makes a distinction between Egypt. In Israel, all these officials of yours will come to me, bowing down before me and saying, go, you and all the people who follow you. After that, I will leave. Then Moses, hot with anger, left Pharaoh. The Lord had said to Moses, Pharaoh will refuse to listen to you so that my wonders may be multiplied in Egypt. Moses and Aaron performed all these wonders before Pharaoh, but the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart and he would not let the Israelites go out of his country. May God add a blessing to the hear readers and doers of his holy word. Amen. You see here in the 11th chapter. God again, as I cannot express enough. God is never to be mocked. He is never to be underestimated. We serve a strong God. We serve a real God. And we the people of God and those around us. Need to remember that there was a reason this pandemic came in 2020. That's full vision. You know, there's a reason. There's a reason why right now there is still the after effects of this pandemic. We have to. Ask ourselves, are we listening to God and are we wanting to hear what the Lord is telling us? And after we answer those questions, we have to examine our hearts and make sure that our hearts are yielding to the answer. Yes, we are listening to God. And yes, we are inclined to hear what he has to say. And three, our hearts are yielding to the almighty God. You know, also... The Lord, we serve an impartial God who looks at the actions. And I, I love that because God is not a favoritism. Pharaoh played favoritism. Somebody said, well, how is that? We're well, It's saying here that the Lord made a distinction between Egypt and Israel. But remember, Egypt oppressed Israel. Egypt was in the wrong and it was uh, I believe Pharaoh's uh, this current Pharaoh's father that killed the firstborn born uh, male children during his reign that's why Moses was put in that basket to save his life When we examine these scriptures, what is God telling you through reading these holy words? Anybody want to share?
1: You mean about the, um, with the firstborn and the confirmation of what happens when you don't, um, you know, obey God and, and, and listen to, um, the oppression of people?
0: Yes, yes, what, whatever you get from this, these scriptures, mm-hmm.
1: That's how I feel about it. I mean, that's the thing that you know. Um, we we look at it as to say, okay, well, this was the, the last play, but we have to also look at it as this as well that there was a reason why God hardened Pharaoh's heart, but then what do we do to each other again as we read it in the daily bread each and every day to harden our own Mhm. you know and um it, it's kind of like thinking to me um i might not be enslaved obviously like physically but um how you were saying pastor about plantation, you know um Thinking beyond plantations, we have uh, internal uh, plantation of slavery with mm-hmm. depression, with low self-esteem, um, with feelings of again jealousy, um, you know, um, dislike for for people, mm-hmm. you know, and so I, all that does too is is it enslaves it, it you as well, mm-hmm. and I think it's even worse because an internal enslavement is worse because then again you're you're touching what god wants to keep most precious is your heart that embodies your soul
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh what pharaoh you know uh said about letting um his people which i consider our people i mean i know i can uh, say you know hebrew jews everybody knows that you know that's what you know black people that we came from in in uh, the bible is Hebrew Jews letting his oppressed people go that again it wasn't that Pharaoh had anything to do with that that was all about god showing that whatever you do to his people they will never ever be able to um, control or or be in power because he's in power. And even nowadays, people talk about old oh, Trump was the worst president, which I agree. Uh, on the face of this earth, is so terrible. And look how America is right now, and everything. But when you look at it from a perspective, are you going to let one man? the he still a man? You gonna let one man have this much power to enslave you and your mind? Or are you going to understand that God has? Control over this world, and that we can only let people do some things to us that we allow to do to ourselves. You know, um, we can't internalize all the time the negativity because I know I do it too. I really do. You know, when people talk and 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 tell me a certain way that you know um, I'm not good enough or I'm not light skin enough or I don't look right enough you know i internalize that and i feel like i'm less than because i internalize those things and then i become enslaved to what the media what people feel like is you know the thing of beauty or the thing that's right but then you know you just gotta look at it wait a second um god says that all of us are his people so if that's the truth then we're all free you know, we're all free and we can't let our minds be enslaved by the media. We can't let our minds be enslaved by even our own family or friends that we think sometimes are are there for our, our best interests. Sometimes they're not. We have to keep our mind on Jesus. And that's mm-hmm. what you said too, Pastor. You know, when you got your mind closest to God, that's when satan can't have any power you know mm-hmm. and that's how i feel about you know um the situation on exodus 11. he had no power anymore Pharaoh
2: did,
1: but it was just that the lord let him know this is time. you've done enough to my people and now i will let you know who is in charge and who is on the throne and it's me you know, so that's why I don't get hung up in titles here on this earth. I know everybody said, Oh Lord, you know, look, look, star Queen Elizabeth died. You know, yeah, that that was something that I guess was big in England. Okay, but kings, queens, there's only one king that I know, and that's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. That's Jesus Christ. So that's the only king that I would bow down to. So, I
2: mean,
1: that's what I took from it.
0: Amen. Amen. And, and, you know, and, um, the one thing that I I do want to, uh, iterate here is, um, when we, when we talk about presidents, um, we have to remember that every person in this world has a purpose and they are called to do something that the Lord wants them to do. Uh, Remember, Uh Judas. Judas served a purpose. Yeah. Okay? And we serve an all-knowing God. So Donald Trump got in that office by the way of God. And he served his purpose on a lot of things because prior to Donald Trump being in office, I know a lot of people used to have him in videos. They used to urge him to run for office. Oh my gosh, I remember especially in the 80s. You know, and uh, he was just about an Every other rap video that I could imagine. So right. you know, yeah, the, Donald Trump used to be very liked. I mean, come on, he was on The Apprentice, and that show was high in ratings. So it's not going to be higher ratings if you're that hated. You know, so that's what I look at. That and also what I've noticed, and like I said, I I've been ministering. Uh, I, um, well, officially 2017, but I know I've been ministering my whole life. You know, when you speak to people that have known me my entire life, there's different things that I I would say or whatever. So, but, um, in, in reading the Bible, you know, uh, avidly, you know, um, that only has been since 2017 since I became the minister officially and I just thank God for that so I'm continuously learning now with that being said I yet so far have ever read a scripture to where it's referenced to races um the blacks the Chinese the the Puerto Ricans the the, the Caucasians, I, I, God speaks of it. Well, in the Bible, it speaks of where they're at. The Israelites, the Egyptians, um, the Cretites, you know, and so forth. And it so I know, and then in going to school where the class system started by Johan, uh, I think the last name is Romenbach you know, which was a physician who uh deemed the Caucasian to be the more beautiful race. So racism and, and different things like that, when we start even entertaining that, that to me is giving the devil a foothold because we should see one another as brothers and sisters in Christ. You know, not, you know, uh people the blacks because it's a separation the adversary loves separation you know when we look at you know it was it was uh recently where uh someone was speaking and they felt that a certain race of people had it easier or better than another race and I had to explain to them that that in itself is reverse racism. Because if you feel a certain person has a, 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 a certain privilege based upon their race or ethnicity, that's an assumption. Now, when we go into it, when we look at it, um, you know, some people might say, "Well, there's more one race that are successful than another," but we have to channel ourselves, you know, to want examine the heart, and for God to put at us, uh, uh, um, the the spirit to knock on the door to get those answers because when you look at it, there are black millionaires in this world. Oh,
2: yeah.
0: I went, I went, I went looking, I went looking, I went online. There's a lot of black people. Amen. Hey, man, we're back. So, you know, there's, and there's also, um, people who are, you know, Caucasian and are in poverty. So, you know, we, it, it, you know, it's just like sometimes in, in assumptive thinking, some people, I, I remember, they used to automatically think there was this particular race of people that were superior when it came to intelligence. And that again, We have to re-examine our hearts and we have to pray over ourselves to understand this is not correct. We all have the capacity to achieve and do well in life. If we put God in our lives and we strive to do better, you know, for instance, studying in the word has helped me so much. To understand and recognize, and the one thing that, you know, myself and uh, Patrick M. Douglas, or Lessa R. Douglas, and Brian Douglas, we adopted in our lives and also shared it in the book is using the raid strategy, which is recognizing, abolishing, ignoring, and desisting. And that's imperative that we do that and that encompasses, even when we think about uh, the debate on political parties and we think about racism and different things, that is the devil's foothold. I find myself even having to to watch that because different things will trigger me and remembering what happened to me. And then I'll go on a, a, on a tansy or, 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 and say things. And I will generalize those statements. But again, that comes from the heart that God is telling us to examine. When we're hurt, we're, we we tend to generalize, you know what, these people that hurt me and this is, and, and stuff like that. But when we study in the Word, we gain insight. We gain healing. We gain understanding. Amen. 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 Uh, any other uh, thoughts so far?
1: because God just like some of the people we have talked about that's why he put them in the position to do what they were going to do because we know they didn't adhere to his word their heart was not open to him Mm -hmm. and that's why he used them that's the way I figure why he used them in the manner that he did use them because his will will be done his will be done but he knew these people, he hardened their hearts because their hearts were not open to him to begin with. They didn't believe in him. They didn't want to accept him. They didn't want to accept his words, his teachings, or anything.
2: That's right. That's right.
1: So it was people that weren't that had turned their face away from him to begin with, mm-hmm. and we've always been taught everybody's not going to heaven. Mm-hmm. And it took me a while to learn that. Everybody do not want to go. For whatever reason, they don't want to go. They don't believe in the Lord. They don't want to accept His teaching. They want to do whatever they want to do because all they care about is what they want. And although they believe that what counts is what they want, and it doesn't matter how they get it and do it.
0: Well, and you know what? And again, it goes to the heart. It goes to the heart, you know, And, and it's so sad to say because the adversary, Wasn't yielding to what was right and what was righteous, and and then he was
1: there and
0: he threw his away. Yeah, and there's there's gonna be a lot of people that do that, and as you was telling me, Sister Pat, in the Bible talks about the road being narrow. You know, I'm going to tell you something. It was easy. It was easy in a sense. Um, I lived in stupidity before I lived in Christ because, you know, it was easy to fornicate. Because it's like, oh, you know, it it feels good, you know. And I heard the scripture, God knows my heart. So if I love Jesus, I love God, I'm okay, you know. But I really did not think about a heaven or a hell. And until I got, I would say, in, in high school. But my concept of that was because I was only sinning in the aspect of drinking and smoking and fornicating, you know, I was going to go to hell. I was going to go to heaven. That was okay because I'm not killing nobody or anything else like that. Those people were going to go to hell. So I thought of it on that level. And it wasn't until I began studying and even I'm I'm gonna say, well, when I lost my daughter, I knew she was going to heaven, you know, and then it was like I I just felt like, okay, well what is this? What about me? And I felt, okay, yeah, I'm I'm gonna go to heaven because I'm no longer fornicating or anything like that. But it wasn't until I was studying in the word that there's so many things that can lead you to hell. Judging people. You know, lying on people. There's so many things other than uh, certain uh, uh, other sins. And then I took a look in the Revelation where it talks about it. You know, some people idolize money. Some people idolize jewelry. You know what I'm saying? Very superficial. And I think the reason why they don't care is because, as Brolin said that quote before to me, ignorance is bliss. If you don't have no accountability or no awareness that, one, you're going to die, and what happens to your body when it dies, you know i had somebody tell me this was a couple years ago they said what do i care about dying i'm dead i don't know anything so some people really believe that when they're gone they're gone there's even people out there that believe in reincarnation There's songs about it. And and I tell you what, the one song I totally love, and I still listen to it today, is Deja Vu by Tina Marie. Where in the song, she talks about, uh, in a lifetime, she was, I think, a unicorn or something like that. It's a beautiful song. But at the end of the song, she says she's not coming back. Yeah, you remember that song? Yeah, that's a beautiful song.
1: And she... I see, it's one of those songs, I listen to the
0: melody more than I listen to the word. Yeah. Yeah. Deja vu by Tina. <laughs> and it's a beautiful song. I still listen to it to a day, to today. You know, but yeah, there's people that truly believe that. But you know what? They're not listening to the end of the song where she says, and that she's not coming back no more. And in the song, it says, because of you, you're angry and you hate. You're not going to have, and what, what she's talking about is not reincarnation in a certain aspect, but it's being at peace with the creator. But again, it talks about that. You know, it, it goes, you know, before, you know, um, where she was alive in different, you know, things. And I had someone that, that told me one time that... um when they come back, you know, uh, they come back as an animal or something. They was, I don't know. I don't know where they come up with this stuff. But all I know, let me leave that alone. <laughs> just, I'm gonna leave that alone. We just know the God that we serve, because I, like I said, I, I don't know you know when i was younger i ain't never heard about that stuff i just you know but let's look at uh genesis um chapter five which is so beautiful it goes in the uh genealogy in the beginning of um you know noah actually the line of of noah and it comes down through Seth, which was blessed. And in verse four, after Seth was born, Adam lived 800 years and had other sons and daughter. Altogether, Adam lived a total of 930 years and then he died. So remember, 1,000 years to God. Uh, 1,000 years to us is one day to God. So on that very day, they, he did die you know, and Seth was blessed to Adam and Eve after they had lost Abel, okay, so in these scriptures, I I want us to look, um, when we look at mankind, it's in God's image, we are created in God's image, and that's important because we have to counteract all negative self-talk that the adversary tries to put in our head that we're not enough. That that needs to be thrown out because when we say that we're not enough, we're saying God isn't enough because we are created in his own image. Also, we love our parents. So when we feel that we are not enough, what we're saying is our parents aren't enough. And I'm going to go in verse three, when Adam had lived 130 years, he had a son in his own likeness, in his own image, and he named him Seth. So see, Adam is created in the image of God. So were his children that had a likeness of him which also has a likeness of God. So I call this the spiritual resemblance factor. And the reason why I call that is because a lot of times the devil tries to gain a foothold with the generational curse with the thought of not being enough. If we look back, some of our ancestors may have had low self-esteem. People, remember, we are not under a curse. The curse is broken by the blood of Jesus that was shed on Calvary. So when we heal and we break those shackles, okay, we are now putting to the pits of hell those not enough lies and we are now appreciating this spiritual epiphany in being a resemblance of our god our parents and our ancestors when you look at that you begin to see the 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 story of Alex Haley's roots he went looking for his roots out of happiness. You understand? And and that is what we have to train ourselves to think outside the plantation. Think outside those negative, uh, uh, evil things that's trying to dominate your prosperity. Quit thinking that because of, uh, going through trials and tribulations, you're damned or you're not destined to be happy. Some people keep talking about this karma. Now, like, okay, Pharaoh, when you are unyielding to the Lord and you are hurting and persecuting and and enslaving people, okay, that's not karma. That's just justice. What happened to you? You understand what I'm saying? But we see here Cain was allowed to live after he killed his own brother. Adam and Eve sinned, but they had numerous of ch- children. Numerous. I think the Bible said, um, I think twenty three, maybe even more daughters. I I, I, I got to look that up, but. With that being said, when we look at the the uh, the genealogy, we see in these times people were living nine hundred, eight hundred years. Um, Seth Seth lived a total of nine hundred and twelve years, and he had children. One of his children uh, is uh, one of uh, our mentioned in verse nine, Enosh. Enosh lived 90 years and became the father of Kenan. After he became the father of Kenan, Enosh lived 815 years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Enosh lived a total of 905 years and then he died. And these scriptures, when it talks about the genealogy, I want us to remember that the reason these by the reason why this information is put in here is for us to remember our ancestors and also our legacy. So many times I think some people lack the ability. Uh, to take accountability because they don't think about their legacy. They don't think about okay, well, let me do this. Let me try to work here. Let me try to accomplish this so that I can leave something for my children and their children's children. You know, some people they they rather rent, and that's okay. To each his own. But you know. It's, it's good to think about leaving something for our loved ones, our legacy. And what I get here from Genesis chapter five is just not only so much appreciation about uh, how the Lord still blessed Adam and Eve with another child where the light of Noah came down, chosen to build the ark, but also the history. Um, with that being said, I do want to uh, go down to verse 30, um, where Noah is, is mentioned. After Noah was born, Lamech lived 595 years. And had other sons and daughter all together. Lamech lived a total of seven hundred and seventy-seven years, and then he died. Now Lamech uh, was Noah's father, and in verse thirty-two. Uh, mm-hmm.
1: I'm going to interrupt you with uh, finishing the scripture pastor, but I want uh, to, Sister Patricia, mention something because. Uh, when she was reading, uh, Genesis of this chapter, uh, this afternoon, prior to Bible study, she said that, uh, this was significant that, um uh, lived 777 years. Mm-hmm. And seven, seven, like the number seven,
0: that's that's Evan's number, right? Yes, yeah, seven, um, and I looked that out. Seven is very significant in the bible yes it is a um uh and i'll look this up is it's, yes, it's mentioned yes, in the just to book
1: that out first
0: mm-hmm. okay so here let me see Okay, and when I go to, and I love this uh, website, uh, BibleStudy.org, uh, the number seven, it says it's the foundation of God's Word. It derives much of its meaning from being tied directly to creation. Okay, and they get this, you know, in the seven days. Um, use 735 times, it symbolizes completeness. And perfection, both physical and spiritual. If we include with this count how many times sevenfold and 70th are used, our total jumps to 860 references. Now, I know even me, I, I had this thing and I still do it. Like, I will count like seven explanation marks in certain things I put on social media. And, um, and honestly, I didn't know why, you know, I remember different things being younger, you know, um, seeing seven a lot in certain things and stuff, but this is very interesting and very good of it being brought up now and being shared. Now I do want to say something else. They also, biblestudy.org also mentions the number 777. So the meaning of multiple number sevens, such as 777 and 7777, is derived from it being a reinforcement of perfection and God's unmistakable hand in the affairs of man. While many examples in scriptures exist, this article will review its role in prophecy, the perfect worship of God and his complete correction and unrepentant sinners. So this right here goes right along with what uh, Sister Pat was saying about, you know, Lamech, which is the father of Noah, living a total of 700 and 77 years. This is, this is beautiful. This is beautiful.
1: Yeah, this when I chose this, I just wanna ask you, yeah, because I'm just wondering if there was a significance to that you know, from our future start, when well, he passed away, Brother Warren, he used to question about stuff, but he's the one who pointed out one of the things he did about certain members in the
2: Bible, he, you
1: should point out the number seven. Mm. Uh, Amen. You know, but he would tell me all of it. I just they really add. you could see me because he would always tell you, go and you know, look it up. He would tell you so much, but then he would tell you go and read and get the answer yourself. So some things I did, some things I didn't. Until like now I start, you know, things come to me. I say, Well let me go and check on this. Or some things you say, some things
2: let me go check
0: on this. Wow. This is Absolutely. this is this is powerful. So are there any other thoughts, uh anything anybody else wants to add before we bring it to a close? Okay. That it
1: was very informative, and I learned something from everything everybody said.
0: Praise God! Praise God! So, for next week's assignment, uh, we will be reading Exodus chapter eleven. I'm I'm sorry, Exodus chapter twelve, and we will go into Genesis chapter six. So that's Genesis chapter six in Exodus chapter 12. Amen. Uh uh brother uh Desmond, did you want to lead us out with prayer, either you or Sister Cole? Okay. I, I can let Desmond. Yep.
1: thank <laughs> you.
0: Okay. Amen, brother Desmond. let me, Father
2: come before you to let you know that we are thankful for allowing us to be able to, mercy you, to be able to bow beneath Thee oh, yes. and thank you for another day to allow us to come together in order so we can look over your word talk about your word and know how to use your word in our every day Lord we love you and we ask you father please have mercy upon us again tomorrow to thank Lord and help us in our ways, help us as we study your word, to give us the answers that we need to ask, to direct us. We love you, Father, and we thank you. In Jesus Christ's name we pray to you, Lord. Amen.
0: Amen, praise God, praise God. And uh, thank you so much for tuning in to um, Studying in the Word. I apologize. Sorry, I hit this button. Thank you all for uh, joining in Studying in the Word. We will see you next week. Praise God. And if I can keep those online as we close with a song.